Hi everyone, my name is Marco Triani from the Chatterhall Direct team. I'm glad you could join us today for the first of our podcast series on resilience during uncertain times. The outbreak of COVID-19 has had a significant impact on financial markets globally. The increased volatility and uncertainty observed has seen many investors seek alternatives to provide portfolio resilience and reliable income streams. Industrial property has been a resilient property sector at the forefront of COVID-19 as lockdown restrictions impact the way consumers and businesses interact. Chatterhall CEO of Industrial and Logistics, Richard Stacker, joins us today to examine the implications of COVID-19 for the industrial property sector and Chatterhall's positioning of its industrial properties given the outlook. Richard, thanks for joining us. Richard, could you please describe what industrial and logistics property is in simple terms for our investor base? Industrial um, is, is not that complex. It's actually relatively simple. Um, it's one part of the supply chain. And if you think about a supply chain, uh, and the supply chain is really trying to get uh, a product or a good from uh, uh, really where it's being manufactured, if you like, through to uh, the end user. And the end user could be a business or it could be a consumer. Um, but it starts off in uh, obviously raw material form normally, it goes into production. Uh, so being manufactured, that good's being manufactured. Now that can happen uh, both uh, overseas, um, being manufactured overseas, and also uh, uh, locally. Um, that good has then got to get from that, that uh, spot to um, a warehouse. And now that warehouse is in Australia normally, so the good can come to there and be broken down and then be sent to the next point. But if it's coming from overseas, it will normally be coming on a, on a, a plane or a, uh, a ship. Um, and it will come through the port or the airport and then be delivered out to a local warehouse. Um, if it's being produced locally, uh, it will normally come by truck um, and go to that warehouse where once again it will be broken down before it's sent to its next point. Um, those warehouses, uh, they can range in size from uh, you know, small 1,000 square metre warehouses all the way up to 100,000 square metres of warehouse space, which is enormous when you think about it. Um, now, those warehouses, if you think, uh, they're often doing deliveries for a major uh, retailer. Woolworths Coles are a good example of that, where they will have a distribution centre based in each state, uh, shipping goods uh, directly to each of their supermarkets right around that state. So you can imagine the scale um, of that warehouse that, that's needed and just the, the truck movements in and out every day. Suppliers bring in uh, things from production and then Woolworths sent them out uh, via truck to their, their supermarkets. Uh, what we're also seeing um, in terms of those types of warehouses is uh, they're moving more to provide uh, online uh, directly to consumers. So a consumer will want a good uh, rather than going to buy and buying it in a retail store, they're actually buying it directly now from a warehouse. And uh, ultimately that warehouse uh, is picking and packing it uh, and then putting it in a truck and that truck Normally it's an Australia post truck um, is sending it uh, directly to a consumer's uh, house. So um, they're the types of, uh, I guess, industrial and warehouse logistics assets that, that uh, we're focused on um, and uh, are definitely in demand currently. Richard, could you please provide an overview of Charterhall's industrial property strategy? Thanks, Marco. The, the industrial business has been going now for close to 15 odd years and the strategy has been very clear as we've looked to build a book of almost $10 billion of industrial. 
the first point is to look for quality of property, uh, very well located uh, in key strategic industrial markets. Uh, secondly is partnering with tenants. So they're critical to obviously the ability to pay rent and uh, partnering with them to grow uh, over time has been uh, the second part of that strategy. The third part is actually being able to uh, develop stock for our, our own uh, tenants, um, bespoke product that they may need uh, in the future. Um, and fourthly, you know, we've been very focused on the resilience of our funds, so conservative gearing um, and the ability to go through cycles uh, has been a, a critical part of the strategy. Thanks for that overview, Richard. With some of the property sectors being under stress at the moment, why is industrial property performing so well? Look, if you look at the trends that, and, uh, that, that have been occurring in industrial, um, it's just not an overnight trend. There's been clear, um, uh, clear trends happening for a number of years. Uh, these include things like you know, the number of uh, groups still manufacturing in Australia. That's obviously reduced over time and we've seen the level of imports coming into Australia increase. Uh, secondly, obviously exports uh, have dramatically increased uh, with raw materials and product being sent uh, overseas. Um, thirdly, what you have seen with technology uh, changing um, and the advancement of technology is the transparency uh, of pricing and the increasing uh, number of people buying online. So uh, really that's a mega trend that we are seeing. The fourth thing is really around uh, automation and automation and the use of it to improve productivity has been uh, part of those trends you're seeing. So if you look at some of those trends, you can understand why uh, industrial and, and uh, warehousing logistics has become so important to, to many groups, uh, many corporates in Australia, uh, but also then it goes to the resilience of that property uh, in Australia. Um, one of the things if we, we focus on one of those trends, just being online, for example, um, you know, we've seen uh, through COVID uh, what was probably a steady growth in, in online uh, retailing grow significantly over the last three or four months. Um, so those uh, you know, investors out there that uh, probably had never used uh, online shopping before, uh, really through uh, necessity with COVID, uh, maybe had to have their supermarket groceries delivered, but also for uh, a number of shops that were closed down during that period of COVID, um, there was ability to still buy from those uh, retailers uh, online. So. I think one of those trends that uh, has put obviously industrial in very good stead is that um, where maybe retail has been impacted, industrial has benefited. Uh, that trend, uh, Marco, if you look at what the growth uh, is likely to be, the acceleration, um, we don't think it's going to be an overnight phenomenon. In terms of that increase, we expect that uh, it will actually pick up from here, so accelerate. and, and uh, that's a positive for industrial, positive for uh, rents because there's more demand for property uh, in industrial space. Uh, and secondly, if there's more demand for that, uh, it normally underpins rents and rental growth. Uh, that's important for values as well. Richard, you talked about the resilience of portfolios being important. How does Charter Hall replicate that with its tenant customers? I think the, uh, the view at Charter Hall around tenants is that ultimately uh, they pay your rent today, but they need to be able to pay the rent uh, year on year, and particularly when you have long leases, uh, you know, which we're focused on with fixed increases of around about 3%, you need to know that the businesses uh, you're investing in um, are growing, uh, and two, they're in uh, sectors that are going to grow. So 
Charter Hall's view is uh, to pick up um, tenants that are dominant in their sector uh, and two are in uh, industries or sectors that are actually continuing to grow. So that's the first way we look at it. Um, the second way we look at it is that uh, we have a national business around Australia, so not just Sydney or Melbourne. Uh, we've got offices in each state uh, around the country and teams in each state. And if you look at the tenants in Australia, a lot of them are national. Uh, the bigger tenants tend to be national. Um, they're not looking to have uh, a lot of landlords. They're looking to have a few that they can trust and work with and grow with over time. So that is part of our strategy too at Charter Hall is to actually work with our tenants as they grow their footprint. Um, we'd like to grow with them. Um, and if you look at the underlying portfolios that, that, that Charter Hall has uh, developed over many years um, with the likes of Coles, Woolworths, more recently Audi, uh, Metcash, uh, very consumable focus too. So one of the things that we are focused on is um, getting tenants that are more uh, reliant on uh, non-discretionary uh, spends. So in other words, they're the essential things that people need to live and, and obviously continue, continue to need to buy. So versus uh, tenants that maybe are more on the discretionary end. Um, so consumers maybe don't have to buy it today and may put it off uh, till tomorrow. So a focus on uh, you know, tenants in that, that uh, consumable space, uh, tenants in um, markets that are also growing. So uh, logistics is becoming more important in Australia, moving things from A to B, whether it be to, to businesses, from warehouses or directly to consumers, we, we talked about with online. So what we have seen uh, with that is uh, third party logistics providers, your, your Australia Post, um, your toll, your DHLs um, are all important in that uh, supply chain and uh, we're seeing them continue to grow over time as well. So a focus on tenants uh, that actually can pay the rent over time. Thanks for that response, Richard. What's the current outlook for industrial property? Look, I, I think for our, what you've got to do, look at for, for industrial property um, is how well it's positioned not just from a uh, demand perspective, but also a supply. So if I look at uh, those two fundamental things, as I mentioned on the demand side, we're seeing very good uh, growth uh, in demand from groups that uh, are looking to, one, reposition their warehousing uh, to be, uh, I guess, more technology, technology advanced. So that might be uh, have more automation in it, um, improve productivity through automation, but thirdly too, just that growing trend to online means that their warehousing needs to be different uh, than, than what it's been in the past. So, so from a demand perspective, uh, that's a positive. Um, from a supply perspective, so how much property, uh, industrial property is being built at the moment, um, because in the lead time to build industrial it tends to be quite short, um, there doesn't tend to be an oversupply of industrial property. Um, it tends to be more pre-committed by larger tenants uh, and even smaller tenants that are, that are looking to, uh, to move into a new industrial facility. Um, the lead time can be sort of 12 to 18 months and for some of the bigger facilities maybe uh, a little longer but that um, generally isn't the case maybe for office assets which uh, obviously have a longer lead time uh, and maybe aren't as pre-committed uh, before a development starts. So, a positive on the uh, demand supply equation and on the valuation side uh, you know what we have seen through the recent valuations um, to 30 June uh, 2020 is the valuations have continued to move up so we've seen growth in valuations between December 
uh, in June of this year of about 1.5%, um, which I think is very positive in this current environment and, and a good sign that uh, you know, valuation will hold for industrial. And secondly, the level of transactions, the amount of uh, interest in the industrial sector from those wanting to uh, invest in it is significant. Um, and that will underpin valuation over the longer term uh, as well. Our next part of this series will be held in webinar format, where we'll be joined by the portfolio manager for the Maxim Property Securities Fund, Jonathan Kriska, on the topic, not all A-REITs were created equal. Richard, thanks for your responses today, and thank you to everyone that listened in. To find out more information about commercial property markets, Charter Hall, or our current investment opportunities, please don't hesitate to contact the Charter Hall team on 1300 652 790 or at direct.property at charterhall.com.au.